In this episode, Ms. Sally McCready shares her insight in the classroom. She is one of our sixth grade social study teachers and eighth grade religion teachers. She also takes the time to answer questions from her students. Episode two, Miss Sally McCready. Here we go. And in three, two, one. Hello, is this thing on? Oh my gosh. So what I'm doing here is I have this, you know, it just basically comes up with random questions and I just kind of, you know, if humans came with a warning label, a warning label, what would yours say? If humans came with a warning label, what would mine say? She has a loud voice. <laughs> well, in your profession, that's that's awesome. You, yes. you need to cut through. The, you need to cut through the classroom. Mask, mask, or no mask. You hear me from wherever you are on campus. That's awesome, and it's a great thing. And it, I've had students tell me before <laughs> that you're loud. You have a loud voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know. I know. It's one of my. It's one of my personality traits. Describe how the last of the past year went in one sentence. Actually, you don't have to come to describe the last year. How was it? It was incredibly challenging at the beginning. I love being in school. I love the kids. Like this is my atmosphere. This is my environment that I've been in for so long. So when we switched to completely virtual, I was kind of thrown into a little bit of a mess because, you know, you don't know how to handle it. But, you know, as as the days went on and as this pandemic is just something that we have been living with for so long and we're continuing to live in this way, you get used to it and, you know, you find your groove. But you know, it isn't preferred by anyone, but I think I have grown a lot and we all have. So did you go to a, are you, are you from San Diego? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I am all my life. And so then when your elementary school, uh, where'd you go? Not, you don't have to tell the name. You don't have to, but just St. Patrick's and Carlsbad. No, the kids, the kids are going to be like, what you went there? But sports, you guys have to know. I was not on a sports team growing up. I did gymnastics and dance, not at St. Pat's. So, okay. So, and this is what I found interesting learning learning this about you because so you went to St. Pat's, mm-hmm. then you uh, went to Cathedral or yes. University. Yes. Then you went to Gonzaga. Uh huh. And now you're back at a Catholic school again. Yep. So, so you have a very unique background in that you have never left a Catholic school education. I haven't. And I think it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting because I, yeah, I've been in Catholic school my whole life, undergrad, grad school. Also, my only experience in uh, public school was my student teaching at Gonzaga. So I was like 18, 19, 20, and that was my first time working in a public school or uh second grade and third grade how was that it was fun it was fun and I honestly thought going into teaching that I wanted to teach third grade or younger so those grades were right in my element 
I loved it. I thought it was great. And then when I graduated in this grad program that I did, they said, we have a sixth grade position for you. And I thought, not second grade, not third grade, not at all what I expected, Mm -hmm. but it has been the biggest blessing because I can't imagine, I can't imagine doing anything else. I can't imagine teaching anything other than middle school because they've given me all the gray hairs that are on my head. (laughs) But no, I think that I am lucky that I have been able to establish a good dynamic and I feel like I work well with them and they work well with me. What's, what's the, what's the overall challenges that you think or that you see with the kids and, and their kind of ups and downs. And, you know, you, you, you have the pulse of the classroom and these sixth graders. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you take away from their behavior? Um, I think that it is a general sense of weariness for us all, you know, back thinking back to March 2020, when we found out that we were going to go distance learning and yeah, it might be two weeks, it might be longer. And then it has been 11 months now. And, you know, we're not out of the woods yet or close to it. But, you know, I think that we have adapted in those kids these kids who are in and out of distance learning or who are distance learning fully, they are a lot stronger than they even realize or that they even give themselves credit for because the Zoom weariness and just, you know, being in the same space and not really having all of those outlets and even speaking to the in, to the in-person people here, you know, we have all grown and we can just hold on to those new personality characteristics and just, you know, different, different things that come about when we are thrown into the mud. Take that for what it is, you know, just have having something up against us where like we want to change it, but we don't have the power to change it. And I'm think it's interesting that you brought up, you know, when you ask your kids, how did your day go? Whatever. Oh, fine. It's fine. There are moments when I am in, when I'm teaching and I tell them something really cool or I say a joke, I joke all the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, that is what you go home and you tell your parents when you get in the car today, you can say, I learned this in social studies or I learned this in religion because your parents genuinely care about you. And things aren't fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. Things aren't fine. And, you know, you don't have to gush about all of the, you know, bumps in the road of your day, but there are good things happening every day and there are things that you are learning and it will make your parents smile. And, you know, your parents are, I tell them, I'm like, your parents are sending you here to learn and to include them in what is going on because that makes it more valuable not only to you but to them because they're seeing what you've learned and how you're processing all of this stuff. So yeah, I think that from a parent, 
I am not a parent. <laughs> I can't I can't speak from a parent perspective. But I think that students in person and distance learning alike have grown in a number of ways that like they haven't fully tapped into their potential with the new strengths that and, and I think, are in everyone. Yeah. And, and I think that's um, critical only because before March of last year, mm-hmm. I, I could, you know, when any of my children came to me, I could say, oh, you know what? I've been in high school. I know what you're going through. Here's what you're going to do. You know, here, you know, I can kind of have that fatherly wisdom, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Where I can guide up now. I really don't have anything to, to add because. I'm going through this pandemic for the first time yeah. as they are. And I have no clue what it's like yeah. as a teenager, as a high schooler, mm-hmm. I'm in the dark. And yeah. I've really depended on that uh, communication between my children to, and to kind of like, I, I, I don't have an, and I've, you know, I've told them, I don't have an answer for you. We got to work together through this. Yeah. Have you, you know, kind of leaned on, on your, on your students? I mean, you say you're not, a, you're not a parent, but I'm telling you, you have <laughs> 90 kids or so. Mm-hmm. You're 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 a parent. Yeah. You don't. You just don't. You get to go home and have, enjoy the peace and quiet that we don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but true. That's the yeah. only difference. I mean, so again, like for, from my standpoint, you, you have a you almost have a, a, a more in tune view with these kids and how they interact with their peer group. Yes. Yep. And you kind of see it. You're I'm just lucky kind of to a, see it. You're yeah, a fly absolutely. on the wall. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a loud, a loud fly on the wall. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you hear me buzzing on the walls. <laughs> there I am. Yeah. <laughs> w- would there be an overall kind of either, hey, you might want to look out for, or you know what? They're doing great. Over, just general message from parents who might be listening who are a little concerned. Or, I mean, we, we don't know. We, we don't know what they're going through. It's hard. It's hard for us all, but it's hard, especially for middle schoolers and teenagers, I think, and I had this talk with them the other day with um, with what had happened most recently at Cathedral, and I said, I just want you all to know that I am here for you if you need anything, and I understand that you are at that age where hormones are changing and you are not going home and having hour-long conversations with your parents because that's not just, you know, there aren't very many 13, 14-year-old kids who feel, who are like, oh yeah, I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell you all about what's happening at school, you know, but I just let them know that there are resources here. I am here. Your friends are here. And if you have something that is weighing on your heart that you have to share it you know it might not be comfortable but just to know that you are not alone and that there are people who are here to help you and they feel so weighed down and so burdened by everything with you know the pressures of school and sports and homework and just being that age is challenging and you know if they like I don't I don't want them to think that they have to keep everything bottled up inside because they can't and it you know it takes a toll on them 
you know, mentally and physically and emotionally. And, you know, it can seem like all things are changing. And especially in this past year, it has been a year of change. But they they are loved and they um, they have me in their corner and they have their friends in their corner and they have the St. Michael's community that is just so supportive and so caring of their minds and their hearts and their growth. So. Yeah, and, and I think that goes not just to your act, your current students, but to our alumni. I know I reached out to to a few. Absolutely, and you you've reached out. You have you've you've maintained some great relationships with your students. Yes, and, and I think that lends itself to because we are a faith based school, we do kind of have a higher purpose besides education. Yeah, you know, we really do care about these children moving forward in their faith and just growing as individuals as, as you know, we look forward to hearing about them going to high school, going to college, getting married. Yes. It's, it's really, it is, it's fun. It's a great ride yeah. to see that. And I know that, you know, you and I spoke, um, off, off mic, you know, just how this, you know, with, with the situation that happened at, at cathedral yeah, and the impact it took on everybody mm-hmm. and specifically, you know, some of our alumni here at St. Michael's who yes. had that teacher and, and it's just, I, I can't imagine what they're going through. Um, and the fact that their coping skills, would it be, well, they can go to sports and kind of deal with it and process it. They don't even have that anymore. Yeah. So it, it's, I think it's imperative that, you know, if any alumni are listening, you know, all of your teachers are here, especially Mrs. McCray. Yes. And, and we, we always extend, um, you know, an email or a phone call or whatever, you, Absolutely. Know, how to, you know how to reach us. Yep. Well, let me, before we go any further and we want to change the mood a little bit here. Okay. We're going to go through these questions. Now these, now you send an email out to your eighth grade, you, you told them I'm going to do this. Yes. And, and and the point of this was not only for the parents to get to know you, but the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and someone, one of my students today said, are you going to do more? Like, are you going to have a follow-up podcast? I said, well, it all depends on how this goes. <laughs> if you guys listen to it, if you ask me more questions, you know, then, then sure. Oh, I said, absolutely. we'll have to see, we'll have to see how this goes. This is my first one. Yeah, so. This is definitely <laughs> driven. I want this driven by our students, by our mm-hmm. community. This isn't yep. my view. This, I, this, we have an amazing community. I know we do. Yep. And it, it's, it's, it's time that we put it out there mm-hmm. and let people hear it. So, yeah. So these are some of the questions that yours, that the, that students sent to you. Yes. Um, and some of them we already covered, some of these are all these questions are amazing um and we didn't get to your question it's because we we have a lot so you know don't feel bad we can maybe we'll do round two and with other teachers other teachers too not just mrs mccrady yeah okay so the first question here is favorite activity to play while in eighth grade i assume that's when you were in eighth grade yes decades ago (laughs) so long ago you guys i'm getting older we played a game called jailbreak and we were out on the blacktop and it was the volleyball net and the class was split on either sides of the net and i think we would just like throw the ball across the net i don't think there was any volley type of yeah any any type of volleyball skills related Um, and I think we would just like call someone's name when we threw it over. And if they didn't catch it, they would be put in jail. I don't know. That was one. And then, um, capture the flag 
we would also play you can imagine i was just running all over the place mm-hmm. i wasn't you know what i would do when i played capture the flag i would try to get past the people pulling the flags to go hang out in the safe spot you know <laughs> like next to the football i'm not gonna i'm not gonna run i'm not gonna run the football my flag's gonna get pulled so yeah this we was played that a lot. In, in eighth grade this was pre smartphone social oh, yeah. media yep. so this this was yeah. your your interaction yep. so. so there are not there's no record of me no pictures <laughs> of me nothing on social media so don't challenge there doesn't people. need don't, to don't, be don't no, challenge no. them they're nope. gonna find something they will not <laughs> she doesn't mean that don't don't make that a, don't make that a challenge okay. no uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna make this kind of a two-part question because there's two questions here and i would i want to know your favorite teacher growing up and what they taught what was your favorite teacher? Um, I have a few, but one that comes to mind is Mrs. Bridges. She taught geometry B. I took that junior year of high school. Um, math has never been a strong subject for me. Just ask my dad. <laughs> um, we would spend every single weeknight at the kitchen table with me crying and my dad ever so patiently and lovingly um, helping me through it. So it was just tears and frustration. And I remember, you know, getting tests back in middle school where like every single answer had a red pen mark through it. So it was not easy for me, but Mrs. Bridges just made it so fun we would read the book like we would sit down and she would call on different people to actually read that section and I remember her telling us like I don't know how many math classes you've had where you sat down and you read page by page I'm like I have not had I have never done this before do you carry Mrs. Bridges technique memories with you when you teach you carry as I was as I was saying that I'm like oh I do that. I say jokes, you know, I, I try and connect it. And I think like without her, like separating her from this, I think that I would have naturally done that, but she is the person that changed math for me. She'd give you that belief. She'd give you that yeah. confidence. That yeah. just that kind of, she and built we, you up. Yep. And we loved her. Um, so she was one, Mr. Farrell taught us history at cathedral. And I think he's the reason why I became a history teacher. Oh, okay. I was, was going to ask you yep. the next question. Like why, why did you become a teacher? Why did I become a teacher? Uh, my aunt Cindy, which the kids know about sixth graders and the eighth graders do. Uh, my aunt Cindy was a, special ed teacher all of her life she was a principal she's now retired um and i have never thought of another profession not at all and uh, another question was if you weren't a teacher what what would you do i don't know I haven't like you were all in with this. It was I was this or all nothing. in all my <laughs> eggs, all my eggs in one basket, guys. This is it. What about a childhood memory? A childhood Out, memory outside of crying over math class outside of crying over <laughs> math. My sister and I would ride bikes out in our cul-de-sac. And I remember there was one time I had the brilliant idea as a 10 year old 
to go down the hill that curves into our cul-de-sac, but not use the brakes on the bike. How hard did you eat it? (laughs) Pretty bad. Like I still, I still have the scar on my knee. Yeah. But we, um, we grew up in a cul-de-sac and it was great. And a bunch of our neighbors had pools. So we would pool hop the, the ideal summer, the Mm. ideal summer. Yes. Favorite or it says cathedral memories. I assume just favorite cathedral memory. I'm sure you have many favorite cathedral memory would probably be, um, well, cheer. I have a lot of memories from cheer, but that's just, so do they know that you were a cheerleader? I, this was a surprise to me. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my freshman year I was on freshman cheer and then sophomore, junior, senior was on varsity. And I think gymnastics helped. Like, I don't think that I would have made varsity cheer if I didn't know how to tumble and do all of that stuff. But yeah, a lot of memories with that, but also loved campus ministry, um, like mass planning, retreat planning. Um, we would listen to Christian songs. So you guys think about Miss McCrady, 2006, 14 years of all of these Christian songs that I play in religion. So I've got my, it's a deep well with all you know, of this. And talk about that really quick. Cause you know, I, I I've, I've interrupted your class and sometimes I see the door and the, the lights are off uh-huh. and then I, I come in, I'm like, Ooh, yep. I'm not going to interrupt this. She's doing something. Yep. Yeah. Explain that. Explain what you do. It has become so important to me and I can only hope that the students are finding some sort of, I don't want to say love for this because I tell them, I said, ah, look, I understand that the, pop Christian genre is not right up your alley. It, mm-hmm. it might be, but I know that this They're is, that it. this <laughs> is something that, yeah, that this is a uh, new. So every Thursday I play a different song and they rest their heads on their desk. They close their eyes. Um, I turn the lights off so that we are one with our thoughts and they don't need, I don't need them to connect with every single song, but the assignment that we have this quarter is they have to pick one song from any of the songs that I've played and connect it to their life because we need to start thinking, not that we don't think about this, but we need to start seeing where God is and how the Holy Spirit is alive every day through, you know, is intertwined through all of our experiences. And it was interesting today. I had a moment of the Holy Spirit because the reading in the announcements this morning was um, from 1 Corinthians 13 about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not all of that. And there is a song that I played that is directly in tune with that. So I was, you know, putting my attendance in as this reading is going on. And I'm like, yes, I know (laughs) that song. So we were in class today. I pulled up the Bible verse and I played a little part of the song, but it's just like, you don't have to look far. You don't have to look far for God or to look for the Holy spirit. It's just these small moments 
and even just how you how you interact with your with your friends or your peers. Yep. I, I've always told you know my kids, you know, the devil or evil is not going to present himself in you know the red face, horn, pitchfork. You know that's yep. that's obvious. We yeah. know to stay away from that. Yep. What, where you kind of get tricked into it is I'm going to talk some trash about this person. I'm going to be yep. mean to that yeah. person in a very kind yes. of slight way. Yep. And I think that we're so accustomed sometimes to acting like that because you know something something happens to someone on the field and you're going to go down and like you're going to tell oh did you hear this person and you know it just travels and the story builds and I think it you're right it is easy and you know there isn't oh this is evil or right I'm I'm about to do something evil you know we don't we don't think about that, but I, it's all about just being kind of seduced into it. You're not, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to, it's a trick. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that the students kind of see that. I mean, and I'm sure we get a lot of, why are you making a big deal about it? But the discipline is there. That's what yes. we want to really exercise. It's, it's the Miss McCready way of life, <laughs> structure and discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So then kind of going, going into this question is experience that brought me, you to God. Um, there was a retreat at Gonzaga. You couldn't go on it as a freshman, and I missed out on the freshman retreat. Don't ask me why, because I'm pretty sure I went on every other retreat that was offered. But I had heard about this one called Search, and that you should go on it. Like The sooner you go on it, the better. Well, that's true. And there was one moment on the retreat, there were a bunch of different like teams and surprises that happened throughout the weekend and it was this big like butcher paper poster board reveal that had the names of all of the people who were working with the retreat that weekend and they had said that every single person had been praying for us as retreatants (laughs) retreatants for weeks and months and I'm like what (laughs) like you have got to be kidding me and I think at that point I just started crying because there was so much preparation and so many people like names on this list of of college students who I have no idea who they are but to have to hold people in your heart for weeks as they are about to embark on this journey of discovery and of loving God and of learning more about yourself I think that that was just pretty pretty powerful and I tell my kids I you you need to start praying for each other what do you think the overall attitude is like when they hear that because I think and I'm going to kind of tie this into in their in their age right Mm -hmm. now you know the thoughts and prayers tag on you know any social media post oh I had a bad day thoughts and prayers it's kind of like a throwaway yeah but I think when I just say generally we need to start praying for our class they are probably thinking okay well what what does that mean how do I start where do I begin beyond the general tagline of thoughts and prayers I think we need to open ourselves up a little bit more if we are feeling comfortable to like something that will have a real effect on us you know because god god knows everything of what's going on and and when we're praying quietly to him like we don't need to hold back 
with him, but I can understand a little apprehension when, you know, if if they were to say their prayer out loud, like, yes, there are things that um, they might not want to let everybody know about. Yeah. And that's and that's fair. But it's definitely opening you up to be vulnerable. And yep. I think and they're at that point where I don't think. I mean, heck, some adults yeah. aren't at that point to be vulnerable. It's yeah. very and it's, scary. It's yeah. scary. I remember a journal question that I asked them. I said, um, what what prayer can we say for our class? What do you think our class needs, our specific class with the kids we have in here who you've spent nine, nine years with, who you know beyond oh this is so and so they sit at my table you know like we run deep we have been with each other for a long time and i know that it's it's hard and the days are busy and the distractions are many that it's hard to sit down and, and have prayer become a practice but i think with bringing it on more in our day that we will become more comfortable and i think that it will just naturally naturally flow into something that is more meaningful and we set a good foundation here me i said a good no we all (laughs) we all do through all of their teachers here that by whether they are going to a catholic high school or a public high school i think that they are well equipped for how was the transition adding, you know, we, we've had an influx of new students because mm-hmm. parents want to do, do uh, in yep. person. H- has that been a challenge? How, how the kids accepted new kids? How many do you have? I mean, I don't want to go into really specifics, but just, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you, you said some of these kids have been together yep. for a long period of time. And now we have, we have this core group that's been together and then we have a sizable group that's. Yeah. That's, that is one. new. That is new to everyone. And I, do not understand that having having that be a part of their life because I went to St. Pat's kindergarten through eighth grade. I went to uni. I went to cathedral. So I have never had to change schools, but mm-hmm. the bravery and the courage and the gung-ho yeah. attitude of, look, this is what I have to do. It may or may not have been my choice, but it is a brave thing to do and especially in middle school when you know you walk in that first day and everyone you know you have your groups and the kids know the teachers and it's just that like natural oh i haven't seen you over the summer yeah. or or in how long you know but i think that they're all doing a great job i think you're re- and, and they're reading and it reinvigorates because it I, does. early yep. on in the year, I pulled some some of the kids who uh, some of the students who were new and mm-hmm. and the hey how did how was the transition I was I was genuinely curious yeah. how are you doing I was so touched to hear oh my gosh it was easy everyone's so friendly they're so nice or yeah they're introducing me to people yeah. and I'm like good let you know that thank you I mean that's great and I hope they weren't just telling me that because they know I'm a teacher here but yeah believe it or not eighth graders everybody's going to be brand new to you next year. Whether you're going to a school that has half the St. Michael's class might be going to Cathedral or Saints or OLP, whatever. There are so many new people to meet and that is a great joy. As as you are making these new friendships, 
you also get to learn more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's always fun to hear when, when our eighth graders go out. Well, first off the eighth graders, I, I've talking to, I've spoken to a few and I'm like, you ready to go to high school? Yeah, I'm done here. I think <laughs> you know, some of them have been here like nine years. Yep. I I'm ready to move on. I'm like, yeah. get ready. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. And then they go out to high school and then they come back. And the first thing they say is, I, this mi- place I miss is, it. Well, they, yeah, they miss it, yeah. but they also say it's so small. Everything's yeah. so small. Yep. I'm like, well, you've grown too, yeah. but they're yeah. used to these high school campuses where things are physically just, you know, your, your class yeah. size just blows up and it, it's fun to kind of see that them reminisce mm-hmm. to the, I remember this place. This is yeah. so cool. So that's, that's always a fun thing. Yeah. A few more. Cause we've gone, this has almost been 45 minutes. I'll buy me. So really quick then, what are you doing in your free time? What do I do in my free time? Um, I run um, and I also spin. So exercise. Yeah, right right on. Favorite yeah. food? Cheeseburgers. With bacon, without bacon? What do you do? Come on, dress it up. Um, No bacon. There was one time where I went to a Mother's Day brunch and I got a cheeseburger that was so tall because it had bacon and it had a fried egg on it. It was so good, but just a regular cheeseburger. I I mean, I am not the biggest bacon fan. Sorry, but... Well, we won't hold that against you. Don't. Please don't. Best piece of advice you've received? Oh, man. It doesn't have to be something that I gave you, because I've given you some doozies. Yeah. (laughs) It's not coming from you. (laughs) No. No. Um... I don't know. I just think of what my dad would tell us all the time growing up. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. You know, you can't go wrong with that, which keeps you in check. Yep. Another thing I can think of right now is that, you know, you are never too late to bring something on that's new in your life or to make the changes that you want to see happen, you know, because yeah, as yeah. you, as you get older, not not everyone sort of falls into this timeline, but it's like, okay, by this age, I need to have this. And by this age, I need to have this. And it's just a reminder that everybody is is on their own path. And if you are like jealous of what someone else has at this point, not to say that you won't ever have that, but it's not your time. This next question just says sports. I don't know. That means what sports you've played, what sports you like. I think they wanted to know, um, like if I, if I played any sports growing up, (laughs) playing versus coaching are two very different things. Um, I've coached a lot of sports that I've never played. So you you can imagine, oh yeah, I'm my first year coaching basketball. You know, we were running laps and we were doing stretches and I did not know that the parents were going to be sitting in the gym watching practice. That was not, you know. There are just some things that you're not told. So there was a dad who was there and, you know, after 15 minutes of stretches, you know, I'm trying to stretch this out, pun intended, stretch this out as long as I I can. Uh, The dad said, so would you like some help with drills? I'm like, yes, please. Let's get this started. Let's get this party rolling, you know, because, and I mean, I, I bought coaching for dummies books and coaching youth basketball and all that stuff. And I know that it, it would be very different, obviously, if I had grown up playing this sport, but my sports, 
were dance and cheer and gymnastics. Favorite state or country to travel to? I'm going to say Amsterdam because that's where my sister lives. Um, favorite state to travel to would be Washington because that's where I went to college and Utah because that is where I taught for the first four years and I still have a like my best friend lives there and I have a ton of co-workers that are my family that are still there so awesome yep that's awesome well this has been it's going to be interesting because I usually try to keep these eh, 10 minutes but but it's no 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 no, just for the listening purposes I didn't care about this but this has been amazing I mean this is um and this is kind of like what I wanted and what I should say we want to do in in stressing the community side of St. Michael's there's no doubt that the school we have an excellent academic program. Mm-hmm. We have an excellent sports program when we're allowed to play. Yeah, you know, we excel, mm-hmm. and and I know that we excel because of the individuals that are in the classroom doing it. Yeah, and it's important to share their story mm-hmm. because it's like you're in there, you're doing it, and yeah. it's, it's you're kind of an unsung hero dealing with all of this nonsense, dealing all of these, you know, uh, hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. And mm-hmm. here you are showing up the next day. Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I thank you for as from um, from a parent to uh, to a teacher for the influence you had on the kids. I know the kids adore you. And, um, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing. This is this is you doing amazing work and thank we love you. you. And I'm sure you're going to hear a lot of comments in the next few days whenever we post this. Yes. The kids will be, the students. Hope so. The students will be like, I didn't know. Do we want a part two? Uh, Let me know. And you know what? And and speaking of that, what what I want to open this up to is alumni. You know, any alumni listening, we would love to hear your story. Come back. Tell us what you're doing. Um, You know, we can have, it doesn't have to be me interviewing you. I would love to hand this over to Miss McCready. She can lead it. Oh my goodness. I would love that. Alumni, especially you guys are still just as much a part of our community as you've always been. And I miss you. And, you know, we all think about how you're doing in high school and those that have gone off to college and yeah we're i'm we follow some of them and we yeah. you know it's it's very cool to see them excel and and for those who aren't on social media still mm-hmm. we'd love to hear yep. from you it's it's yeah. one of those things where this is your home you can always come back and always write us and we will be when when we're permitted open arms with hugs yes <laughs> yeah and i i love i love hearing from the kids you know that high school kids that come in the cars to pick up their younger siblings you know I'm waving all the time so it's great it's great when you come back I really love seeing you guys I do what was before we leave one last question Mm -hmm. what was your um take when you came into St. Michael's you know Mm -hmm. in you know definitely in the first few months Uh, the thing that comes to mind is sports because you know talk talk to your average or pick pick anybody out and it's you know I play this I play this I play this and it's not just sports but I think what's so wonderful about this school is the opportunity for ev for whatever is of interest to the students that we have a program for it you know and if it doesn't already exist we'll do it we'll do it and you can find a group of friends you can find a teacher that that wants to help you out, you know, but I think that it's, it's good. And thinking of my years at 
Gonzaga and just teaching the whole person like mind, body and spirit. And like, we're not, we're not only here for learning, you know, we're here to learn more about ourselves and just become that well-rounded person who can go out into the world with what they've learned here and just conquer. Yeah. And hopefully we will be able to take the field again soon where you can be spending all your Saturdays here opening the gates yep. in the cold and the wet mm-hmm. weather and manning the snack bar yes and doing a one for them one for me <laughs> yep you get a snack i get a snack <laughs> well mrs Brady, thank you yeah. so much You're for welcome. your time this absolutely has been absolutely a joy and i will let you get back to class all right take care thank you bye, bye.